Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns, as you know, and as you probably also know, I'm really excited to be here with you today. And that's true every day. I mean, I, you know, again, today's another kind of low energy day for me. <laughs> my wife and kids are away on a little camping trip with my uh, daughter's friend's family. I didn't go because I got, you know, I have work to do. I had a couple of meetings today, and, and also I just really kind of wanted to just, you know, hang hang back and just, you know, not be around a bunch of people I don't know and that kind of thing. Um, be, just because of my just general just energy levels, you know. And so, and so of course, you know, while everybody's away, my, my you know, my routine is completely off, and I wound up last night just staying up way later than I should have, <laughs> you know, watching something on Netflix that I really didn't need to watch. But but we all do that, right? And so and so this morning what I'm trying to do is not to you know, not to hold this against myself, right? Not to beat myself up over it, but instead, you know, treat myself with a little compassion and, and certainly with some forgiveness, right? Because I know I shouldn't have stayed up that late, right? I knew that I had meetings this morning. I knew that, you know, um, and part of it was also staying up like cleaning and stuff like that. So it wasn't just, you know, and certainly not like the old days where it would have been like, you know, 15 beers and watching Netflix, you know, it certainly was nothing like that, you know? Uh, so things have come a long way and it's important for me to recognize that about myself right but it's really just important to to give myself the the forgiveness and the um and the 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 compassion right to to say like hey look yeah it's you know maybe you did make a mistake but you know what it's okay you know and and today's gonna be hard it's really gonna be hard and so you just gotta you know you just gotta be kind to yourself through the difficulty and and remember that that you know there's a lot of times when people show up to work and they're really exhausted, you know, and, and it doesn't make you some kind of freak. It doesn't make me some kind of freak that I'm in this position, that I made the mistake, that I'm all that kind of stuff, but it makes me human, right? So here I am, tired and human and, and showing up though, right? I am showing up and I'm not showing up with like this distracted mind. I'm not sitting here saying, okay, I'm just going to get through this. You know, in fact, I just stopped and started over my, my recording here because I found myself just kind of like, no, 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 dude, you're not showing up. You're not showing up. And so, <clears throat> so it is important to, you know, to kind of, you know, allow yourself to show up even if you're feeling like crap, right? And that's the trick, right? And and again, how we do that is simply most effectively through self-compassion, right? Because if I'm compassionate towards myself, if I if I hold myself with a level of kindness and and again, not only no, noticing the the difficulty that I'm feeling, but also you know, recognizing that that difficulty does not isolate me from the rest of humanity. It connects me back to the rest of humanity, right? These are very important things to notice in the process of self-compassion. And so by doing this now, I feel like, okay, yeah, I'm, I feel okay. Like, yeah, I'm still tired. That didn't change. I mean, I'm drinking tea, you know, so, so I'll get some caffeine energy coming, but I'm still going to be not 100%, and that's okay, right? Life does not require me to be 100% all the time. Life requires me just to show up and see what happens, right? And be curious and be accepting and be flexible, be adaptive. And that's what I'm doing. 
And so I'm here showing up for you, uh, even though I'd rather be lying in bed. <laughs> maybe watching more Netflix, maybe not, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so, so before we get into today's topic, I want to make another, I want to remind you of an announcement that I just made yesterday, because this is something that I think could be really, really valuable and really, really, hopefully very important, very something that could be very important, okay? And that is this, this new um, group coaching that I'm about to launch, okay? I'm hoping next week even, right? So it could be as soon as next Thursday night, you know, that you would be able to, you know, just drop in donation-based, right? So you pay 10, 15 bucks or something like that, and you show up, just drop in with a question and maybe with uh, just an, uh, a desire to learn something, right? And you will benefit, and you will benefit greatly from that, okay? Because, because here's the thing, right? And, and this is going to tie into what we're going to talk about today in the topic of today's today's podcast so and and video so so please bear with me okay it's not i'm not off on a tangent here i promise we're gonna loop around um so 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 the thing about mindfulness is and and compassion also right is that it's not it's just not enough to just understand it, right? Like, so I come here every day and I give you lots of information. I give you lots of uh, topics and tips and, and, and sort of ways to look at things. And, and that's my goal for these, these videos, right? That's what I try to bring here and, and the podcast too, of course. That's what I try to bring here, right? To bring you some, you know, things that might just shift your thinking a little bit towards becoming present, becoming more accepting, becoming curious about what's going on, and to becoming more compassionate for yourself and for everyone else in your life, right? And so this is the this is the sort of gist of what I do here, right? But if you're only listening to all of this and you're only watching these videos, even if you're taking copious notes and, and watching them over and over and over again, right, there, there's still a limitation to the a level of of all of this that you're going to be able to to cultivate into your life, right? The key is is beyond just understanding this, right? The key is knowing how to practice it. Okay? That's that's the really important thing. And and that's the thing that I can help you with as an individual thing, right? Because I can't, you know, there's, you know, every day there's like a couple of hundred people who open this message and look at the video or, or, or listen to the podcast, you know, collectively it's a couple of hundred people, 300 people, let's say, right? It's 300 different people. Every one of you is different from each other, right? So there's no way for me here to broadcast the perfect practice for everyone, Right. And as I said yesterday, it's not like I am running like a Buddhist um, center where everybody's coming in, already kind of read a couple of books, already kind of interested and know what it's all about. And we're just going to try to do the thing. Right. It's completely different from all that. Right. And so and so 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 in these hour long or two hour long meetings that I'm going to do every week. Right. This is an opportunity for you to say, OK, Art, Art how do I practice compassion in my life. You know, I work alone. You always say that when you're at work, you should look around, but I don't have anybody at work. I work overnights. I never see it. What do I do? How do I do it? I can give you a practice that will work for you. I promise. But I don't know that you're out there. I don't know that you work at night and you, you don't have human interaction at work. I don't know that. Right. And that's just, of course, one scenario. 
right? But out of 300 people, the permutations of different scenarios are, you know, truly like boggling the mind, right? But if you show up in my Zoom meeting and we speak for maybe three minutes, okay, I can send you off with a, a perfect practice that will work for you. And next week you can show up and I'll ask you if it's working for you. And you'll tell me either, yes, it's working art, I can't believe how great it is, or no art, it's still not working because of this. At which point, I have another practice I can give you, right? That's the benefit of a coach, right? Uh, the benefit of a coach is somebody who's gonna help you to, you know, to, to, to work through it, you know, when, when you know, the just sort of the out-of-box kind of thing doesn't work because it's not going to work for everyone. It's not one size fits all, right? So once again, we're going to start doing this. Um, again, I'm hoping next next week. It's looking like Thursday is going to be the day, okay? That's what seems to be right for a couple of people. Now, here's the thing. I would be willing to do two different nights. So if, if there's, you know, if, if you're out there saying, gosh, this sounds perfect. I would love to do this, you know, this group coaching thing. It sounds just lovely, and I would, I would just so want to do it. But I can only do it on Tuesdays. Like, that's the only possible time I could do it. Well, if I get a few people to do it on Tuesdays, I'll do it on Tuesdays. You know, yeah, it's a day off, but that's okay. I love you, and I'll do it. Yeah, let's do that, right? So, so the point is that I need to hear from you, <laughs> all right? We need, to, we need to get a dialogue going, okay? So if you could kindly just send me a message. Tell me that you're interested in this. Tell me, you know what, Art, this sounds like a dumb idea. Stop talking about it, <laughs> right? Whatever it is, send me an email. I, I want to hear from you. I really do, all right? And I promise there's no spam involved. There's no, I think you know me well enough by now, right? I talk to marketing people and I tell them I've been sending out a, uh, a, uh, a, a daily email to a mailing list that, you know, at one point I had 5,000 people on my mailing list. You know, I, right now it's about 3,000 and something like that, you know, and marketing people are like, how can you not make money from that mailing list? I'm like, because I'm not trying to make money. I'm trying to help people. <laughs> And they say, well, that's your problem. I said, no, that's your problem. <laughs> but at this point, you know, yeah, I want to hear from you. I really do. I'm asking, okay? And and again, just tell me what you think about this, you know, thing. You know, is Thursday not a good night for you? Um, you know, again, do you think it's just a horrible idea? I shouldn't talk about it anymore. Do you think it's a great idea? Do you have a, a suggestion for what you would like this thing to look like? Bring it all, okay? Bring it all. Because you know what? This is a relationship right? I'm performing my part of the relationship. I'm asking you to give me the other half of the relationship. All right? It's a fair question. It's a fair request. All right? And so that brings us to the topic of the day, which is relationships. And it was specifically the importance of repair at the time, after a rupture in the relationship. Now, Here's the thing, right? And we, you know, our lives are filled with relationships, right? You have a relationship with the bus driver who you only see once a month. You have a relationship with the people at the store, you know, the, the cashiers and the clerks who you might see over and over, right? The people who you recognize, they go, hey, how are you doing today, right? 
that's a relationship. You have a relationship with your children. You you might have a relationship with your parents. You you have a relationship to your spouse if you're married. Otherwise, you have friend relationships. You have relationships with people at work. You have relationships with the guy at the post office, right? Even if it's somebody who you only experience for for two minutes, there's that's a two minute relationship, right? And so so human interaction and human relationships are everywhere everywhere in our lives, right? And they're one of the most important aspects of our lives. As I've talked about here quite often, you know, the, the human relationships that we have and the ability to, to connect to each other, right, on a, on a level of compassion and kindness and, and, and reciprocation and, 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 and resonance and, and attunement, right, and the trust that becomes, that, that that becomes a that, that comes to fruition from all of that, right? As Dan Siegel talks about, you know, I, I think I've mentioned here. I'm, I'm in the middle of a um, a six month course with Dan Siegel called Inter the uh, uh, a comprehensive course on interpersonal neurobiology, right? And so this is talking a lot about uh, relationships that we have, right? And um, and so and, and the reason I bring this up in the context of the practice that I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, right? Anyway, I'm sorry. Before I just was about to tell you about Dan Siegel. Um, so, so one of the things that Dan Siegel talks about. Dan Siegel is a doctor who's done. You know, uh, he's worked as a pediatrician. He's worked as a, um, uh, a child uh, psychiatrist. He's worked as a. He is a, a, a adult psychiatrist or all around psychiatrist. I guess he's a medical doctor. He's a He's an amazing guy, okay? And, um, and so he calls relationships, right? He says that there's a part to every relationship, P-A-R-T. Now, Dan Siegel, in, in addition to being all those wonderful things, he's also an absolute addict for, uh, <laughs> for acronyms, which I happen to love, right? So, so the acronym PART stands for presence, uh, attunement, resonance, and trust, okay? And that's how we have relationships. Now again, this can be in a two minute relationship that you have, you know, at, at the post office or at the store or at the Starbucks, right? Or it could be a lifelong relationship you have with somebody who's, you know, a childhood friend, right? And, and you're in your mid age, right? Like there's, Right. There's there's all kinds of relationships that we have in our lives. Right. But every relationship and and relationships are, are this, you know, it's almost like, you know, and, well, I don't want to compare it to that. I was going to compare it to memory, but let's let's save that for a different time. But but relationships. Right. They're not just this sort of static thing that exists. Right. Like like, yeah, I have a, a I have two sisters. Right. But I haven't talked to them in a long time. So, so technically, am I even in a relationship with them? Am I relating to them by my non-interaction with them? No, I'm not. Now, that doesn't mean that we can not, you know, with somebody like my sisters who I've known my whole life, just about when I was five years old, my first sister was born. You know, when we, you know, when we get that, um, uh, you know, like, like because we have such a history together, yes, 
within 10 minutes of seeing them, we'll be right back to everything, right? So it's not something that's like, you know, this this really difficult, you know, like, like it's, it's sort of a relationship that's on pause maybe, right? The point that I'm trying to make is though that the relationship happens in the relating to each other, right? It happens as we, you know, as we take part in the relationship. Dan would be so proud of me right now. <laughs> but remember, a relationship requires presence. That means really being here. It means not thinking, not while I'm talking to somebody that I'm in a relationship with, I'm not thinking about, oh gosh, you know, what do I have to do later? I have to do all that laundry later. And I got to, oh gosh, I should check my watch, you know, check my phone. Is anybody, and meanwhile, my friend's talking to me, right? I'm not present with that person, right? So in order to be in a relationship, it has to be present. I have to be available to this person. And, and, and we have to have this presence. Like that's where it starts, right? Now attunement, right? Attunement is something that happens Attunement is the ability to see, and this is something that's very often talked about in, in, um, in the context of parenting, right? The parents, you know, oftentimes parents, because of just general survival, right, we, we wind up just like kind of seeing and dealing with and interacting on the level of the behavior of our children, right? So attunement is about seeing past that behavior and connecting to the emotions, that are behind the behavior, right? So when your child or a colleague or a barista at Starbucks or a, you know, a lady at the ticket counter at the uh, little amusement park here in, in Denver, right? Like, you know, when, when somebody's being like, you know, nasty to me, right? You know, I can, I can see past the nastiness. Like I cannot say, oh, you're being mean to me. So now I'm shutting down. I'm going to be mean to you, right? Instead, I can see past that and say, wow, you know, something's going on here, right? Like there's something bothering this person. Now, of course, if it's somebody who's anonymous as a, you know, a, 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 count, a ticket person at the, at the amusement park, I'm literally only going to know that my relationship with this person is literally going to last three or four minutes. Like that's it, right? So there's no real long-term investment I'm going to do. I'm not, and, and we don't have any of that part yet, right? So I can't, you know, I can't sit here and say like, oh, well, you know, hey, do you want to tell me about what's bothering you? <laughs> I was going to hit the button that calls the police on me, right? And so, so, so it's not, you know, but, but yet at the same time, I can attune to her, right? And I can also resonate, which is that R, right? I can, I can feel the pain that she's feeling, right? And then in my resonance, that now I have the opportunity to be extra nice to her, to say, hey, you know, I hope your day is not going too hard right now. You know, I hope everybody's been nice to you today. I hope, you know, I hope you feel safe, right? I can say something kind like that. And then even in that two-minute or four-minute relationships with somebody who I have no idea, if I do those things, if I'm really present with her, if I attune to her and I can resonate with what she's feeling, now there's a trust that, that becomes available to us, right? She trusts me. And I can trust her as, as long as she's reciprocated everything, 
right? But if I'm trying to be present and she's on her phone, not really paying attention to me, and I'm getting, uh, you know, anxious and she's not attuning to my anxiety and, and, you know, and I'm, I'm like, you know, visibly upset now and she's just treating me like, you know, like nobody else. Well, then I don't trust her, right? It's not that I mistrust her, but she just hasn't given me any reason to trust her, right? Now, now this part, right, is important in all aspects of every relationship, right? And that's the thing, like, like a lot of times we get the feeling like, you know, especially with people who have been around us for a long time, <clears throat> like our spouses, right? We get the sense that we don't need to do all this for that person, right? It's, it's like, okay, you know, uh, you know, I've known you for 30 years now and we're married. You're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. We're legally bound into this thing. We got these kids. So now maybe I don't have to be present with my wife or my spouse partner, right? I don't have to attune to them. I don't have to resonate with their emotions. And, and maybe I don't care that there's no trust, but that is a relationship that is, at best case, is in decline, right? Because the thing that, that, that remember I talked about my sisters, right? Who, I have nothing against my sisters. I, I love them for who they are. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're you know, they, they share my, my flesh. And, you know, I mean, we're, we're brothers and sisters. And so, so, I mean, of course I have a place in my heart for them, right? They were also, you know, to a much lesser degree, they, they dealt with the same kind of traumatic um, experiences that I did. I mean, much less degree because, I mean, I'm happy because I was the older one and the boy, I took the brunt of it, you know, which is good. I'm glad for that, you know. But, but again, we don't necessarily have much of a relationship right now. Now, we could rekindle that relationship very quickly, which you could also do with your spouse of 20, 30 years, right? But, but because we're not relating to each other, which means we're not being present, attuning, resonating, and building trust between us. We're just out here in the world, you know, we call each other on our birthdays and, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's okay, whatever, but, but that's not a relationship, right? Or it's a different kind of relationship, right? But when we talk about any relationship, right, a, 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 a situation in which we are relating to each other, the, the act of relating is this part that I talk about, that Dan Siegel talks about, right? Presence, attunement, resonance, trust, Okay. Now, <laughs> now the thing is, right, that any given moment that we are with someone in a relationship, right, or with someone with whom we are in a relationship, right, it requires all four of these things, right? Otherwise, we're not really relating. Otherwise, what we're doing is we're rupturing that relationship. And anytime we rupture a relationship, we need to repair that rupture. We need to mend the relationship. If we care about that relationship, right? And, you know, because relationships are, are truly, you know, part of our well-being, we should care about it. All right?
And so, so what that means is that any time we find ourselves in a position where we, where we recognize that we were not present, we were not attuning, we were not resonating, we were not building trust between each other, that that is a rupture, right? And, and, and so now we have to come back and we have to repair that. And, and repairing it is simple, right? Repairing it is so simple. Is it just as simple as just saying, hey, you know, I, I'm really sorry that, you know, I, I, I realize, I recognize that the other day, you know, we were talking and, and you know what, I, I just, I felt uncomfortable with what we were talking about maybe, and I should have said something, but I didn't. And instead I was like looking at my phone and making excuses to get out of there. And that wasn't really good of me to do for you. That, that wasn't, I didn't do the right thing by you, right? Now, that is present, that is attuning, that is resonant, and that is the first step towards trust building, okay? So, so even in just doing that, we have now repaired the relationship, right? Or we've mended that, that rupture. Now, here's the thing. Just like a broken bone, Right? They say that when you break a bone, the, the, the spot where the bone mends is stronger than it was before. Okay, And so the same thing is true in our relationships. If I do that, if I take the time to come back to somebody and say, hey, you know what? And I do this all the time with my kids and my wife. I mean, all the time. Right? Anytime I find myself stepping out of line even a little bit, I come back and I do this kind of repetition reparative, um, uh, you know, action. I come back and I say, Hey, I'm owning it. I'm sorry. I didn't do the right thing. I wasn't really present with you the other day. I I hope you can forgive me. And please know that in my understanding of this, I'm going to really try to do better next time. Right. That relationship becomes stronger than it was before. All right. And so, so now I want to loop back to what we're talking about with the practice. Okay. Because this is important. Okay. The thing is, right, just like I just mentioned today, right, it's, 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 it's one thing to understand on a conceptual level all these different things that I talk about here, right? But it is a completely different thing to practice these things. And here's the difference, okay? In the moment where a relationship ruptures, right, you know, again, that's because we weren't present. It's because we weren't attuning. It's because we weren't um, uh, resonating and we weren't building trust towards each other, right? But here's the thing, right? Like, that is generally likely to happen when we are dysregulated, okay? So meaning when I am dysregulated, and or or even better when i see my one of my family members is dysregulated right like <clears throat> this is the opportunity that i have to attune right to say okay you know you're having a really hard time right now so instead of taking offense of what you're saying and, and instead of 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 kind of you know reacting to the 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 anger that you're feeling which is clearly something that you don't want is just you know it's just showing up for you i can now I can offer you a hug instead of pushing back on you, right? But the reason I bring this up in the context of, of practice, right, is that when we become triggered in any way and we lose our regulation in any way, we don't remember all of this stuff, right? We don't remember part. We don't remember art. We don't remember any of it, right? We just, 
we just try to survive the situation. And that's where a lot of damage gets done to relationships, right? So, so practicing this on a regular basis, practicing compassion, practicing kindness, and yes, even practicing part. You can do that regularly. There's lots of different practices. There's active listening practices that will help. There's um, just, again, general just ways in which we can practice this. And I can help you with that if you come to my meeting on Thursday night. <laughs> so I hope this helps, right? I hope it makes sense. But again, the, the concept of practice is really important because just before we go, I just want to just make sure you understand this, that, that the reason I say that is because when we practice something over and over and over again, it becomes an embodied memory. It's not a memory that we have to like figure out in our mind, right? Because again, in that moment, we're not going to be able to figure anything out with our mind, right? We're, we're, we're lost. You know, we're, we're, we're actually not even using the part of our brain that does the thinking. We're using the part of the brain that does the reacting, and so that's the key to practice. Now, it applies with this, and it also applies with every situation that you can imagine, right? The, that all of these practices of mindfulness and compassion and forgiveness and all the things that I talk about here, right, they all go right out the window as soon as you become dysregulated. That's why it's not just about understanding it. It's about practicing it so it becomes an embodied habit. So that way, when the poop hits the fan, I'm still here because... I have this, this muscle memory almost. Okay. All right. So send me an email. Let me know what you think about this Thursday night thing. Okay. And I'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Have a great day.